for my pick six, the first I did a uh, six offseason moves I want to see for the NFL. Not necessarily predictions, but things that I would like to see happen. My first one is I really want to see want to see a wide receiver one to the Ravens. Lamar needs that guy that he can rely on. It hasn't been Hollywood Brown, and Mark Andrews has been, you know, he's got a lot of drop issues, and you know he doesn't have a guy that really creates separation, even for how fast Hollywood is. He's he doesn't create separation. He doesn't have good hands, and he needs that wide receiver one. Agreed. Lamar needs as much help. Well, not as much help as he can get. He's obviously a great quarterback, but he needs somebody that like a safety blanket, someone that he can throw to. When, Definitely come playoff time. Come playoff time, yeah. It's just someone yeah, that can neither, come up and make the catch. That neither Hollywood and Mark Andrews were really number ones for him, so he definitely They're needs like a good option to throw to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think definitely the top options would be Allen Robinson and Galladay. They definitely fit the uh they're big, they're physical. Robinson is all around, you know. Galladay's not the, I would love to see Robinson. Galladay's good, but uh, to really make Lamar an elite thrower, which I think he has the potential to be, he needs someone, an all-around receiver that he can rely on. Galladay would still be great, but I would love to see Robinson. Yeah, I agree. And Galladay's probably going to get franchise tagged anyways. So. That's true, yeah. So um, the, number, the second thing I, I want to see happen this offseason is kind of, it's not super significant, but I want to see Fournette to Seattle. Just have him be back in that RB1 role the whole year. Last year is kind of one week it was Ronald Jones. Next week it was Fournette. He was a healthy scratch, uh, I think, on a week seven. I don't, I don't exactly remember. He didn't really get that running back one role until playoffs. Seattle loves to run the ball. I just think it'd be cool to see him back in that role. Yeah, especially with a coach like Pete Carroll who loves to run the ball. Fournette could definitely be a be back to being the top ten, top seven running back he was in Jacksonville if he has that lead role again, which I think he deserves, especially after this postseason run that just gave him the name playoff Lenny essentially. Yeah, playoff Lenny. Hopefully we can see some regular season Lenny though, you know. So third thing I want to see that I think most every NFL fan wants to see. Uh, and something very likely to happen is Deshaun Watson to be traded. I think it would be, it would just be awful if he held out or had to stick through in Houston, where he had no chance of making the playoffs. Because that team, outside of Watson, it's a bottom two roster. Really, I think Watson just makes them a. I mean, with Will Fuller's gone this year, if he stays in uh, Houston, it, it just won't be good for the NFL. It just waste another wasted career. Um, wasted year of his career. I think uh, Miami would be cool. Niners would be ideal for him, not for me as a Packers fan. They would kind of run the NFC, I think. But just anywhere outside of Houston. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely worst case scenario is he holds out. Just got to do what's best for the player and you know, send him somewhere. And that's not even a bad thing for the Texans. They're obviously missing out on a generational talent, but they can get a, a haul for him and really rebuild their franchise the way, the way they want to. Yeah, Deshaun's definitely a guy you want to see succeed. So if he gets out of Houston, that would be good for like all NFL fans. Yeah, see, I think like, we... Somewhere, somewhere else, see what he does. 
Yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of wasted careers over the years. Guys that never win a ring or guys that get, you know, how Watson was up. They're up 24 to zero. And then that's the peak of their career in year two. We've seen that way too often. Rodgers, Wilson, Mahomes, you know, they got they got right. chances to get back. We don't want to see Watson become the next Stafford and play behind a bad O-line and defense his whole career, get injured constantly, and then not get traded until really late in his career. We want, yeah, we want him to have Stafford's a so talented strength. where you want to see him succeed. Mm-hmm, Just like Deshaun. Yep. Completely agree. So then my fourth thing, which is something that I think is bound to happen, and it's not too significant, but as a Packers fan, I want to see Devontae Adams get an extension and be the highest paid receiver in the NFL and of all time, really, because just how the contracts work these days, he deserves it and we need to lock him up. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely bound to happen soon because if they extend them, it's going to clear up some cap for the Packers to make a move in the off season. Yeah, we got to We got to back end some of our contracts, which might hurt us a little bit in the future, but I mean, we're down 20 mil. Yeah, we did it with Kenny Clark. Cuts. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely deserves then, whatever he asks for. For sure, for sure. My fifth thing that I really want to see happen this offseason is for Jalen Hurts to uh, go into next year as the QB1 of the Eagles. Maybe Nate Suffield behind him, but bringing in a rookie or bringing in a veteran to compete stunts his growth, especially if you use that pick on like Trey Lance, which has been a big rumor. You're missing out on a top receiver, two two of the best receivers, and we've seen in a while with Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. I just think it'd be terrible if if uh, Hurts didn't come in as a QB one. Yeah, that's just the worst thing the Eagles organization can do is just do exactly what they did last year and have two young quarterbacks and not know which to start and kind of just like lower both of their confidence. They just need to build around that one guy and give him everything he wants essentially, and hope it just works out for him. I and think Hertz yeah. definitely has the talent to uh, make Hertz, give Hertz at least a chance, because they hired a QB coach that was had some relations with him at Oklahoma. So I think that could be yeah. successful. Yeah, that's that's good to see. I didn't even realize that their, their new QB coach uh, had connections with him. But that's definitely a good thing. And then the uh, last thing I really want to see this offseason is something, uh, another second-year quarterback that uh, I think could succeed is Tua. I want to see him get some weapons so he can, you know, take shots down the field, be that Tua that we all thought everyone was tanking for last year, you know. Because um, uh, we really saw, uh, I said, a left-handed Jared Goff. You know, a lot of check downs. Um he wasn't, he wasn't the Tua that we all thought he would be. So I think get him some weapons, either – running game that he can lean on that he can get more comfortable with or a receiver that creates separation downfield. Yeah, I agree. Um, maybe they can get someone like Aaron Jones to help him facilitate the game. This, at Alabama, he's always had like a solidified running back and that can help mm-hmm. clear up the game for him and maybe make the passes easier. Yeah, he definitely needs to just be more comfortable because he has the he was super gun shy and he has a, the, the arm. I think a big reason why he was so gun shy was just the situation he was in where there was a quarterback just kind of right behind him that if he made one mistake, he was going to get pulled immediately. So he didn't want to throw any picks. And the Dolphins were on a playoff run, so every mistake mattered so much. So I think he was 
really pressured and was put into a really, really rough situation. I think the Dolphins should have just stuck with Fitzmagic the entire year, but I get they're playing for their future. But I don't know. I just feel like it was all situational for Tua. And uh, if he coming into a new season, he'll be able to play well, especially if they give him the weapons. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was my six. That was my – I picked six things I want to see happen this NFL offseason. For my pick six, I'm doing six players that are either going to be a surprising cut or kind of more expected that will be cut from NFL rosters this offseason. So on the less surprising side, the more expected side, I got players like Quan Alexander and LaMarcus Joyner who both have – big contracts on teams that desperately need cap space, especially the Saints with Quan Alexander. Him not being too old, I think he's 26, good linebacker. He could definitely start on a team, but it just can't be the Saints with the contract he has. And then LaMarcus Joyner is 30 on the Raiders, who have an atrocious defense, and they really just need to reset, you know. Quan makes a ton of sense with their situation. and. What they give up? They didn't even. They. I mean, they traded for him. They didn't give up much. He's just got too big of a contract. Uh, he's got a big contract, correct? Mm-hmm. They. They yeah. just need to get rid of some money off their books. Yeah. And he's not, one that I could definitely see being more expendable. Yeah, they're not gonna. I think Michael Thomas is someone they don't want to have to unload. Drew Brees. I mean, he's gonna retire, but then most of their yeah. money comes from, you know, Cam Jordan, Demario Tom, Davis. Yeah, Camara. Just resigned him. Yeah, so if they're gonna get rid of anyone, it's got to be Quan Alexander. Yeah, and then same with Lamarcus Joyner for the Raiders. Yeah, they moved him to corner, so maybe yeah. he can find a spot on the team as a corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then a couple players for the Patriots here, uh, in Julian Edelman and Marcus Cannon. Me being a Pats fan, I don't want to see Julian Edelman go just because he's been such a big part of our. History, but I wouldn't be opposed to it if we go on the route of rebuilding with our younger quarterback, like we draft, say, a Trey Lance if he somehow falls to us, or we trade up for like a Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Uh, God <laughs> forbid we get Mac Jones, then I'd, yeah. I'd be okay with releasing Julian Edelman and going with a younger receiving core. But then uh, Marcus Cannon opted out last season, didn't play. Our O line was just fine. <laughs> The Patriots drafted Michael Unwenu late, and he stepped up into a role where it's okay where the Patriots could save some money releasing Marcus Cannon. Yeah, it definitely seems like you guys need to go younger. I mean, you kind of – last year was kind of like a – you know how you have like a bridge quarterback? Like, it, it was a bridge year. Like, you know. Yeah. You're going to – Cam, they're not – I mean, I don't see them resigning him as a starter. Like, it was just a transition. They need to get younger. They're going to. They're going to be a good team as long as they have Belichick. But they need money. And they would. They do have it. But just a little more if you get rid of Edelman and get rid of uh, Cannon. Yeah, I think Nikhil needs to step into a bigger role. That would, be, yep. that would be nice to see because I expected a lot of him when he was coming into the league. Yeah, being the Patriots, the first time and everything. If the Patriots use Nikhil and Myers right and they go out and get a true number one, they could flourish in their roles for sure. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, similar to Joyner and Quan Alexander, big name player as of a couple years ago, but he hasn't gotten played many snaps for this team since he signed this contract. Is Landon Collins? He's got a pretty big contract, and I don't see there's why there'd be a reason for Washington to bring him back, considering their defense has been playing well enough where he they don't have to pay him. Yeah, uh, he could definitely. He they definitely don't need him. Uh, considering, I mean, he fell off a little bit, and considering how good their defense is, um, I just think he's not one of those guys like uh, Kawan or uh, Cannon, which I really think are like sure cuts. I think Landon Collins has a chance of coming back, but they don't. They definitely don't need him. Yeah, that's definitely a bolder cut, but I think it could happen for sure. Yeah, especially because they got Cameron Curl in the draft, which was a steal. I think he oh, can yeah. finally just like take the role over and. Have Landon Collins yeah. maybe just go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and, and he'll be the like you know every secondary has that guy where like you fear you know like mm-hmm. it's good to have a well-rounded secondary obviously but you know yeah, of course Alan, like Jair Gilmore when you think of a secondary you think of them and Cameron Curl can be that guy maybe not that level but play up to Landon right. Collins level yeah. for sure he was he was definitely, definitely the biggest steal besides Awenu in the draft yeah in terms of late rounds for sure yeah yeah and then. The big name one is Roethlisberger. I think they're definitely first and foremost going to try to rework his contract so they can bring him back and maybe not have him be the starting quarterback, but just have him in the quarterback room. So if they need to go to him, they will. Or if the person they pick up gets injured or he doesn't play as well as they want him to, he's always there and he's not costing that much. But if Roethlisberger doesn't agree to restructure, or if the GM just does not want him back at all and does not want to deal with it, I think he could get released. It's really hard to imagine they want Roethlisberger back with that contract. With how he put, he, and you look at his stats and they're solid, but it's super deceiving. He threw forty plus times a game. Really, I don't, I don't know the exact number. I'm sure it's forty, uh, or more. He, yeah, it's just around forty. They didn't yeah. run the ball much at all. His elbow hurt, like, still, yeah, who knows if he fully recovered. He can't move. If they structure him, I would take take the dead cap and and move on, honestly. Yeah, but that brings up the question, if they do release him, could he go somewhere else? Like, would another team want him or just retire? I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. That's what I – it's either – and does he want to put play on the veterans minimum? Is it worth it at that point? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, it would have to be on the vets minimum. Like, there's he no definitely way wants to gives play. So, yeah, I mean, he might be forced out of the. I'm sure if he 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 might really really want to play and play one more year with the team. But if if he doesn't take a minimum contract, he might be forced out of the league just because. Yeah, I, I don't know who wants a guy. Again, can't move. Aging, getting worse, really showed how worse, how much worse he was getting last year. Yep. And you're not basically sign a up. non-existent deep ball. Like he could throw it every once in a while, but not consistently. Not as bad yeah. as Drew Brees, though. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's getting there. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a and that's going to be a that's actually a huge question. I think that's not really talked about enough. What's going to happen yeah. with Roethlisberger's future? If he does. Like out of the league, then that's just end of an era with Eli Rivers and Roethlisberger gone. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone we grew up to talk about. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. That was that was a great class, and they're all. It's funny. They're all like similar uh, type quarterbacks. They're all retired around the same time, and they all got rings. It was a great. That was a great era. Except Rivers. 
F Rivers. Oh yeah, Rivers and Kedarang. Yeah, yeah. P- poor Rivers. And eventually, we will get the question: oh, Is River a Hall of Famer? But we can talk about that some other time. I think Roethlisberger yeah. and Eli Manning are definite Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Yeah, but Rivers mm-hmm. is still up in, in the air. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. true. I think Rivers does have potential to be a Hall of Famer, but just because of the longevity, yeah, his resume yeah, is I mean, decent enough where I think he can. But... He made the playoffs a good like a lot. He just didn't. He didn't really. I mean, while he was good in Wild Card Weekend, but he didn't get any first round buys. He was never. He never made it uh, to that Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, the big thing is just you got to look at the quarterbacks he had to go through. Like he had to play Roethlisberger, Brady, and Peyton Manning every time he went to the playoffs. Yeah, and that is just insane. The three quarterbacks you have to go through. He got really yeah. unlucky, honestly. If he landed uh, where Eli, even though I don't, he did, he was drafted by the Giants. Uh, or no, Eli was drafted by the yeah, no, drafted yeah, by the Giants. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He he just got unlucky, but he had a great career. Mm-hmm. And even though Roethlisberger has always been better than Flacco, don't get me wrong, Flacco is not that great, but he could take a Flacco role. I don't see him signing with a team like as bad as the Jets. Maybe a good team, but a backup. Who yeah, could yeah. The field later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. It's all it all depends on uh if he's willing. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Is that is that all? Yeah, that's good. We're good. All right. Craig is out. All right. For my pick six, I'm doing six players that are either going to be a surprising cut or kind of more expected that'll be cut from NFL rosters this offseason. So on the less surprising side, the more expected side, I got players like Quan Alexander and LaMarcus Joyner, who both have big contracts on teams that desperately need cap space, especially the Saints with Quan Alexander. Him not being too old, I think he's 26, Good linebacker. He could definitely start on a team, but it just can't be the Saints with the contract he has. And then LaMarcus Joyner is 30 on the Raiders, who have an atrocious defense, and they really just need to reset, you know? Kawan makes a ton of sense with their situation. And what'd they give up? They didn't even – They I mean, they traded for him. They didn't give up much. He's just got too big of a con- – he's got a big contract, correct? Mm-hmm. They they yeah. just need to get rid of some money off their books. Yeah, and he's one that I could definitely see being more expendable. Yeah, they're not gonna. I think Michael Thomas is someone they don't want to have to unload. Drew Brees, I mean, he's gonna retire, but then most of their yeah. money comes from you know Cam Jordan, Demario Tom, Davis. Yeah, Camara signed him. Yeah, so if they're gonna get rid of anyone, it's got to be Quan Alexander. Yeah. And then same with Lamarcus Joyner for the Raiders. Yeah, they moved him to corner, so maybe yeah. you can find a spot on the team as a corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then a couple players for the Patriots here, uh, and Julian Edelman and Marcus Cannon. Me being a Pats fan, I don't want to see Julian Edelman go just because he's been such a big part of our history. But I wouldn't be opposed to it if we go on the route of rebuilding with our younger quarterback, like we draft say a Trey Lance if he somehow falls to us or we trade up for like a Justin Fields. Mac Jones. Yeah. God <laughs> forbid we get Mac Jones. Then I'd um, I'd be okay with releasing Julian Edelman and going with a younger receiving core. But then uh Marcus Cannon, 
opted out last season, didn't play. Our O line was just fine. <laughs> the Patriots drafted Michael Unwenu late, and he stepped up into a role where it's okay. Where the Patriots could save some money releasing Marcus Cannon. Yeah, it definitely seems like you guys need to go younger. I mean, you kind of last year was kind of like a, you know how you have like a bridge quarterback. Like it, it was a bridge year. Like you know, yeah, you're gonna. Cam, they're not. I mean, I don't see them re-signing him as a starter. Like it was just a transition. They need to get younger. They're going to. They're going to be a good team as long as they have Belichick. But they need money, and they would. They do have it, but just a little more. If you get rid of Edelman and get rid of uh, Cannon, yeah, I think Nikhil needs to step into a bigger role. That would be yep. that would be nice to see because I expected a lot of him when he was coming to the league. Yeah, being the Patriots the first time and everything. If the Patriots use Nikhil and Myers right, and they go out and get a true number one, they could flourish in their roles for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, similar to Joyner and Quan Alexander, big name player as of a couple years ago, but he hasn't gotten played many snaps for this team since he's signed this contract. Is Landon Collins? He's got a pretty big contract, and I don't see there's why there'd be a reason for Washington to bring him back, considering their defense has been playing well enough where he they don't have to pay him. Yeah, uh, he could def- he, they definitely don't need him, uh, considering – I mean, he fell off a little bit and considering how good their defense is. Um, I just think he's not one of those guys like uh, Kawan or uh, Cannon, which I really think are like sure cuts. I think Landon Collins has a chance of coming back, but they don't – they definitely don't need him. Yeah, that's definitely a bolder cut, but I think it could happen for sure. Yeah, especially because they got Cameron Curl in the draft, which was a steal. I think he oh, can yeah. finally just like take the role over and have Landon Collins yeah. maybe just go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and he'll be the like you know every secondary has that guy where like you fear you know like mm-hmm. it's good to have a well-rounded secondary, obviously, but you know yeah, of course Alan, like Jair Gilmore. When you think of a secondary, you think of them, and Cameron Curl can be that guy. Maybe not that level, but. Play up to Landon right. Collins level yeah. for sure. He was he was definitely yeah. the biggest steal besides Awenu in the draft. Yeah, in terms of late rounds for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then the big name one is Roethlisberger. I think they're definitely first and foremost going to try to rework his contract so they can bring him back and maybe not have him be the starting quarterback, but just have him in the quarterback room. So if they need to go to him, they will. Or if the person they pick up gets injured or he doesn't play as well as they want him to, he's always there and he's not costing that much. But if Roethlisberger doesn't agree to restructure or if the GM just does not want him back at all and does not want to deal with it, I think he could get released. It's really hard to imagine they want Roethlisberger back with that contract. With how he put, and You look at his stats and they're solid, but it's super deceiving. He threw... 40 plus times a game really i don't i don't know the exact number i'm sure it's 40 uh or more he, yeah it's just around 40 they didn't yeah. run the ball much at all his elbow hurt like still yeah who knows if he fully recovered he's, well, he can't move if they structure him yeah, i would take take the dead cap and, and move on honestly yeah but that brings up the question if they do release him could he go somewhere else like would another team want him or just retire i don't yeah i'm wondering uh, that's what I, I. It's either. And does he want to put play on the veterans minimum? Is it worth it at that point? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, it would have to be on the vets minimum. Like there's he no definitely way wants team to gives play, him more. So. Yeah, I mean, he might be forced out of the. I, I'm sure 
if he 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 might really really want to play and play one more year with the team. But if if he doesn't take a minimum contract, he might be forced out of the league just because. I don't know who wants a guy again can't move, aging, getting worse. Really showed how worse how much worse he was getting last year. Yep. And you're not basically a non-existent deep ball. Like he can throw it every once in a while, but not consistently. Not as bad yeah. as Drew Brees, though. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's getting there. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a. And that's going to be a – that's actually a huge question. I think that's not really talked about enough. What's going to happen yeah. for all those players? For all future. if he does, like, out of the league, then that's just the end of an era with Eli, Rivers, and Roethlisberger gone. That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, everyone who grew up to watching. Talk about. Yeah, it's crazy. That was, that was a great class, and they're all – it's funny. They're all, like, similar-type uh, quarterbacks. They're all retired around the same time, and they all got rings. It was a great – that was a great era. Except Rivers. Except for Rivers. Oh, yeah. Rivers and Kettering. Yeah, yeah. P- poor Rivers. And eventually, we will get the question, oh, is River a Hall of Famer? But we can talk about that some other time. I think Roethlisberger yeah. and Eli Manning are definite Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Yeah. But Rivers mm-hmm. is still up in, in the air. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. true. I think Rivers does have potential to be a Hall of Famer, but... Just because of the longevity. Yeah. His resume yeah, is I mean, decent enough, where I think he can. But... He made the playoffs a good, like a lot. He just didn't. He didn't really. I mean, while he was good in Wild Card Weekend, but he didn't get any first round buys. He was never. He never made it uh, to that Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, the big thing is just you got to look at the quarterbacks he had to go through. Like he had to play Roethlisberger, Brady, and Peyton Manning every time he went to the playoffs. Yeah, and that is just insane. The three quarterbacks you have to go through. He got really yeah. unlucky, honestly. If he landed uh, where Eli, even though I don't, he did, he was drafted by the Giants. Uh, or no, Eli was drafted by the yeah, no, drafted. Yeah, by the you're Giants. right. Yeah, you're right. He he just got unlucky, but he had a great career. Mm-hmm. And even though Roethlisberger has always been better than Flacco, don't get me wrong, Flacco is not that great, but he could take a Flacco role. I don't see him signing with a team like as bad as the Jets. Maybe a good team, but a backup. Who yeah, could yeah, the field later. yeah, I could see that. It's all it all depends on uh, if he's willing, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, is that is that all? Yeah, that's good. We're good. All right, Craig is out. All right, stop. So recently, I've been watching a lot of college basketball, and I've taken up an interest in finding new teams to root for for March Madness. So. I picked six sleeper teams I can see that go far in the tournament this upcoming March. My first team is Loyola Chicago. They made a humongous run a few years ago in the tournament, and they're ranked for the first time in a while, ranked 22. And they have a strong resume beating Drake, which was undefeated before the loss. Do you guys have anything to say about that? I know close to nothing right now, but... I don't know. Loyola Chicago made that big run a couple of years ago, like you said. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. I don't know much. Yeah, I know uh, Drake College Basketball got off to a, a hot start, and they were making a name for themselves. I saw them uh, all over social media and stuff saying that they're, they're a pretty good team. They can make a splash this year. Yeah, that's, they started out 19-0 and until they played Loyola Chicago. 19-0? Yeah. 
Well, they started out, but then so yeah, they dropped. I, I'm right now. The they're twenty-one right and two. Yeah. So that brings me to my second team, Drake. They beat Loyola Chicago uh, a few few days ago, but they also <laughs> lost them by like a twenty-point margin, and they were ranked the first rank in their. They were ranked twenty-five until they lost to Loyola Chicago, but I think they have they're dominant in their conference, even though it's easier. And I think that could be a good enough resume to put them at at least a 10 seed or higher in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Again, not much to say, but after that strong of a start, it's hard to imagine that they're, it was a fluke, 19 straight wins. Yeah. Right, yeah. They're definitely going to make a name for themselves in the tournament this year. For my third team, I have Oklahoma State. Um Cade Cunningham goes there. I feel like oh. he has the skill to carry a team that far in the tourney. He's kind of like mellow. I don't know. I think he could be a big-time guy in the NBA. So. Oh, yeah. Cade Cunningham, I've yes. been following him since high school. He, he's an absolute monster, and he could definitely go off in the tournament, and Oklahoma could definitely make a run. I agree with that. Yeah, I actually I do know Cade Cunningham. I think he's going to be a – I think he's – clearly the best player in the in the draft uh there's a lot of guys you know in the g league Jalen green and stuff but in terms of college definitely one of the best that's true but and Cade cunningham is undeniably great so guys like john morant like you can in college basketball you are really one player can carry a team so i I don't see why they can't go as far as the the champion yeah, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, most likely. But I think he can carry the team that far where they can go at least Final Four. Um, my fourth team is Florida State. They have a decent resume for the tourney, not great, but still. They've come together as a team recently with some big wins, especially over Virginia as of recent, ranked seven. And Florida State's ranked 16 right now. I can see them being four-seater higher. Uh, again, not much to say, but I trust you, Matt. All right, so for my, you may know this this guy. For my fifth team, I have USC. Evan Mobley goes there. Yeah, another yep. NBA prospect that I can see carrying his team far enough in the tourney where they can make a splash. Yeah, Evan Mobley, the big forward. They also have Isaiah Mobley. They have both the Mobleys. They're, they're yeah, seven footer. They're beasts. Yeah, same thing with Cunningham. Like I said, it's uh, you see a lot of teams being carried in uh, college basketball where a guy just goes off and he's just John unstoppable. Murray in Wichita, yeah, or not Wichita, yeah. uh, Murray State. Murray, and then yeah. Lonzo, even though UCLA had a great team, Lonzo really uh, put the team on his back sometimes. Uh, it, it just happens in college basketball. So, all right, yeah, I totally agree. For my last team. I have Indiana. Uh, they don't have a great record right now, and they're currently unranked. They may be one of the – I don't know, um, Joe Lenardi is one of the uh, first four out, but I'm not entirely sure. And they have a big upcoming like schedule. I think they're playing Michigan soon, and this can help prove them making the tournament and maybe making a run. And they also have a big win over Iowa. They beat Luca Garza, one of the best players in NCAA right now. Yeah, so, Luka Garza, yeah. I could see 
Indiana making a run in the end. So you guys have anything else to say? about Indiana, but if they're playing ranked teams coming up, that's a good way to show if they're legit or not, for sure. Yeah, yeah I agree. same. That's all I gotta say. All right, that's it. I did for March Madness. I we definitely missed out on that last year. That is, it's like a holiday. It's, it really is. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be exciting. Well, I can see one of those six teams making it far. Uh, you can yeah. mark mark me on it. We'll definitely come back to this and see. And yeah, I gotta see how many of these teams make it and how many of these teams make it far. You can see my bracket when it when I when I can make one and I'll have some of those teams going far. All right, gut. I'm gonna beat you with your own teams. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. All right, Fat Russell, you are all the way. You mask going going far. Make it go in the You're distance. Right. We're not even making a tournament. Are you, is UMass? Uh, probably not. They gotta win the conference tourney. Damn. All right. It's a weird year for basketball. There's some good teams that are not good. Like Duke has been struggling. Yeah, it's true. Can Kansas, right? Kentucky. Kentucky had the number one ranked class, and they're like have a losing record. Do you see what Anthony Davis said? He said that this is like a flawed college season. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But I mean. you can't blame COVID when you have the number one ranked class and you're with a losing record. Like that is not right. Obviously, not not blaming COVID, but just the the no fans and all that. But it, there's no excuse for having a losing record. I mean, yeah. Just I just yesterday, Duke got a humongous win over Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, one of the first they, times getting beating a ranked opponent this season. Yeah, it's crazy to say that that that's like Duke first time beating a ranked opponent. Yeah, that's even being said. Yeah, lots to look forward to. 2021 fantasy football, one player at each position that's going to be drafted outside of the top three that has top three potential. So um, my first uh, quarterback that has top potential that's most definitely going to be drafted outside of the top three is Justin Herbert. A lot of reasons why you want to draft Justin Herbert. Um, Realistically, just based on how many good quarterbacks there are he's going to be the eighth to like 10th quarterback off the board you got Deshaun Kyler Wilson Dak Rogers uh Mahomes Lamar and then eighth I think Herbert and there's uh probably a few guys that in a couple leagues might get taken over him you think about what he did last year as a rookie and what's changing this year the only thing what's changing is he's gonna get a better coach it's gonna be year two and at, the worst thing that's going to happen is he might potentially lose Hunter Henry. So I, I, don't, I don't even know if that's going to happen. And if he, even if he does leave, they can get a tight end that's just as good or better. And uh, they're probably going to bring in an offensive lineman at least somewhere in the draft, potentially in the first round. So I, I definitely like yeah, no, quarterbacks are such a deep position that I feel like people are going to let Herbert fall further than he should, and he could – finish a lot higher than most of the quarterbacks out there right now. Yeah, especially with Keenan Allen and the emergence of Mike Williams starting to show up after being labeled a bus. I could see that really starting to connect and the Chargers actually being a winning team next year. Yeah, and it's uh, I, Mike Williams is on a contract year, so he's going to have to show out. So, I mean... Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of things that are working in Herbert's favor. And then uh, my second quarterback, which... I think this is a bit of a reach, but I'm going Matthew Stafford just based on talent. 
uh, we've never been able to see him with these type of weapons with a run game. Fuck, Timmy licked his FaceTiming me. I had to decline it. Did you guys hear me? Timmy licked. Legends. Alright, I'll continue. That's fine. Hold yeah, on. You can just, I'm gonna text you Timmy. Can just cut it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, no. We're good. Oh, yeah. Did you see the Mavs? They're shopping Kristaps. Yeah, Kristaps. It's pretty crazy. Really? Yeah. The dude is just injured all the time. Okay, I'm going to restart with this dad right there. All right. Oh, Timmy said, uh, I just saw your TikTok on Owen's story. Okay, so my second quarterback that I definitely think uh, has potential to finish, again, this is a big reach inside the top three. But um, Matthew Stafford, just um, he's a guy that we've never seen with these type of weapons before. We know how talented he is. He's going to have a strong run game, good coaching staff, multiple good receivers to throw to. And the thing is uh, with this, it's just top three is a, is a uh, bit of a reach. But anywhere inside like three to six is, uh, I think, is realistic uh, at the value you're going to get him. Yeah, no, a lot of people have him potentially having an MVP year just because of the system he's in. He's already such a talented player, and he's never had, like, a competent defense. So maybe he gets injured less because he's, he's in better situations with a better O-line, and he could definitely just produce really well in the Rams system. Just a better Jared Goff. A way I don't better know Jared Goff. if it's really a, a reach. I'm willing to take him in the top 100 if I'm given the opportunity. I can see him really thriving there with Cup and Woods, and especially with McVay. I think he could work magic with Stafford. I could see yeah, him throwing I, like 40-plus touchdowns. I could see that. Why? Part of me is just a little skeptical about that. But, I mean, I really don't have a reason as to why. It's just, you know, it's a st- I, I don't know. Just top three, you hear that, and it kind of seems like crazy season. But, you know, Kyler finished top three and didn't – do anything crazy so yeah, yeah another thing that people don't really talk about i mean i guess people do talk about it but they like to disregard it because he played 16 games is just his injury history mm-hmm. like he'll be behind a better o-line but it, he's just so fragile yeah i've always felt strongly about stafford so i think he's gonna be successful in la yeah you're a big, big stafford supporter and you should be i mean he's super mm-hmm. talented and then uh my last guy is someone that uh uh, this one is not as um, much of a sleeper as the other two. Um, he's probably going to be drafted inside the top six quarterbacks, uh, potentially top three, but in a lot of leagues, I think he might slip. It's just Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's going to be drafted five, six behind, you know, Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson, or Watson, Allen. So he'll he'll be slotted right behind those guys. And this one's pretty obvious. I expect a bounce back season for Lamar. Um, they got a new quarterback coach. He's just going to take steps. It's only his third year as a starter. So, I mean, people seem to forget that. He's younger than Joe Burrow. So he's going to get better. Um, the rushing is there. I'm willing to bet he's getting 1,000 yards 100% on the ground. It's, it's almost a guarantee. Um, just a scheme. He, he's bound to uh, rush for 1,000 yards. He's going to have a ton of breakout games, 30-plus point games. That'll get him into the top three. And uh, we mentioned previously, uh, hopefully they'll bring in a wide receiver one for him, a true number one. Uh, 
and he'll get the passing stats up. Yeah, the rushing ability is definitely there. I could see him, like like you said, breaking a 1,000 again and maybe even gets like 10 rushing touchdowns or more and possibly back to his old 30 passing touchdowns again if he gets another option. Yeah, it's funny because he actually doesn't – he doesn't rush the – I mean, compared to like Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, for how good of a rusher he is, he doesn't get – he didn't. I don't even think he got double-digit rushing touchdowns um, his MVP year. So yeah. hopefully he'll get that. Yeah, if they especially go out and get him a, a good receiver, he'll be a, a lot better. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyone else? Can... All right. Do you want me to go for running backs? Sure. All right. So my three running backs for fantasy next year that I can see jumping into the top 10 or jumping in the top three are like another Raven, J.K. Dobbins. I know this comes as a surprise. He's probably going to be like a, around a fourth-round pick. I could see him. Is after Mark Ingram left. Leaves a lot of room in the Ravens running, running back group, considering they run the ball that much. And especially with Lamar Jackson, they're going to run a lot of read option and hand it off to J.K. And he's also good in the passing game, where he can help the Ravens out in so many ways. Yeah, it, hopefully. I mean, he'll definitely see an expanded role. Uh, I really like that pick. The only problem, I think, is Gus Edwards. He's still in the mix. and he, Well, he is a free agent, but assuming they pick up yeah, they're uh, definitely, his contract. they're definitely going to bring him back. They need another yeah, guy there. For sure. So, that, I mean, that's the only thing I see. They like to rotate running backs, but Dalvin super talented. Bam here. Dalvin's could be great. He was on my, my own fantasy team towards the end of the year and produced well. It's just the Ravens have such a, like, weird rushing attack where Lamar Edwards or Dobbins could score the touchdown. He's risky, but if they give him the bulk of the carries, he could definitely produce like a top three back. Yeah, they're just so run heavy where I had to add him in there. Yeah, All right, that makes so sense. My next, op- my next player, he's been in the top three before, but as of recent, he fell out because of uh, busy lost important his quarterback, one of the most important positions. Ezekiel Elliott, I think he can definitely have a bounce back here. I'm eyeing him in fantasy as an owner coming up, so I could see him taking a big step forward. And Mike McCarthy likes designing the the game around his running backs, and I can see him maybe getting back to the 1,500 like he did before in rushing yards and getting over 15 touchdowns if they give him the, the chance like he had before and including him in the passing game in all facets. Like, I, I don't know. I just see him getting back there. Uh, I agree. And personally, unlike Dobbins, I don't really see Pollard being uh, in the picture that much. Some people are worried about that. Zeke has that huge contract, and he's been their identity for years. I can't imagine they switch up. Maybe he loses a couple receiving reps third and long. So, you know, minus one uh, reception. But uh, there's there's not much reason to believe that Zeke uh, falls off again. I mean, he was top four before Dak got hurt, and it's going to be a great offense. Yeah, I think a lot of people – something that people tend <clears throat> to forget is when Dak was healthy, he was getting like 20, 17, 20 fantasy points. Like he was going off, and like the second Dak was out, his numbers plummeted. But he yeah, could definitely because... be back to that form with Prescott in that offense. It was just as easy to stack the box right after Dak got hurt. 
So everyone was focusing on Zeke, but Dak's going to take the pressure off Zeke and it's going to allow him to open up the game. And I can see Zeke getting more, more attempts rushing the ball because they want to be less, like, more conservative with Dak now after his injury history. Yeah, and Dak will just, the offense will just get so much better with Dalton. They stalled out on drives. They lost opportunities. Just uh, not even Zeke, like the whole team just lost opportunity. They lost downs. So, I mean, I, I like Zeke to bounce back in the top three as well. Yeah, the offense is just too good where you can't count out Zeke. Um, so my third one, I know, Sam, you're going to love this, Joe Mixon. I yes, think sir. he's going to have a, a, a good year next year with Joe Burrow back. He was he had a slow slower start to the season. I think he started to pick things up. Then he got hurt. I don't know. I just I think he could be a he could be in contention for comeback player of the year if he really breaks out this season, especially coming off an off an extension with the Bengals. I don't know. I feel like he can have a good year, and potentially be top three. Yeah, a lot of. Me, especially, I've been waiting for the Joe Mixon breakout, the top three, uh, top five, you know, tight season. And something uh, that I loved about Joe Mixon towards uh, his last couple games before his foot sprain, uh, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I think he – six receptions, six receptions, like something around that. Like the last three games, he's getting involved in the passing game. And he's super talented. I mean, the offensive line is really frustrated watching him himself behind the line of the scrimmage over and over again. But, I mean, they can sure up that O-line in the draft and free agency, and they're going to have a good offense. Yeah, big thing is getting Joe Burrow protection, which will also help with Joe Mixon, because if they get a better passing game, then defenses will have to start allowing the run a little bit more, and Mixon's definitely ready for a breakout season sooner or later. Yeah, hopefully they get him a line free agency or through the draft because they clearly need it. Yeah, Mixon and Burrow for sure. All right, so do you want to move on to the receivers now? Yeah, all you, Ethan. So one of my receivers, this is kind of a, an obvious one. He might be the third receiver taken. I don't know. He falls like similar to Lamar to the 4-5 slot. Is just Allen Robinson. I've always been a pretty big Allen Robinson fan. He's just extremely consistent when it comes to fantasy. He will always get you 10 or more points, even against elite corners like Jair, who you had to play twice a year. Like Jair did a great job guarding him, but he still got you like 10, 11 points. And he had his big games with 25. And another thing about Allen Robinson is he's bound to go to a place with like a better quarterback than what he had in Chicago. And if he gets a better quarterback... And just a better offense. He could be like one of the best receivers in the league for sure. Yeah, what can I say about the garbage time king? He's he's a beast. He can it, he can really make a difference in a game. And I can see him going somewhere where he's gonna actually benefit his team, take them really far. Like the Ravens even with Lamar, that would make Lamar so much better. And I think Allen Robinson would be a better receiver too. Yeah, hopefully he puts up his stats and they're not in guard time. He's way too talented to, to be wasted away. Uh, yeah, not, not much to say except for uh, he's he's great. He's a top he's he's a top ten receiver a thousand percent. Top seven, I I think so. I mean, he's just gotta get a good quarterback and uh he gets to choose where he wants to go. And he's had Bortles and uh Trubisky, so 
I, I hope he'll uh, aim for good quarterback this time. I mean, I feel like he's overlooked in fantasy every year when he really shouldn't yeah. be. I think I got him in like the eighth round two years ago. Yeah, yeah, and that was a steal. He went in our fourth Started. round last year. Yeah, I yeah. took Dell over him. Uh, well, that that's uh, a perfect segue to my next guy, Odell oh. Beckham Jr. He's one of my favorite players. Has been for the longest time. Love watching him play, and I think he's just going to be on a massive revenge tour, whether it's in Cleveland or somewhere else next year. I don't think he wants out, but I don't know. There's been talks about him leaving and getting a fresh start elsewhere. But even if he does, I think he's going to be on a huge revenge tour and start looking like his old self. And even when people are saying like he's bad, he still had a thousand yard season when he was played like half the season two years ago. And I think he could be just a big part of a what a Browns offense looks better now, and like more kind of like figured out with Stefanski. They could be a really good offense, and Odell could be a big part of that next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I know you love yourself some prime Odell, so. Got to put that on the list, and I think he can definitely break out, even if he's on the Browns, because Baker is coming into his own, and Juice can take the, the load off of him finally because he has a second receiver. So I can actually see that working out, even if he stays in Cleveland. Yeah, I think the big thing is going to be, first, uh, Odell has to come back from that ACL, uh, the same guy that he was, if he wants to be a top three fantasy receiver. So that's, uh, I think, the most important thing. And I think the second most important thing is, uh, Baker's got to help Odell because he hasn't – Odell hasn't been able to help Baker because Baker's not able to help himself. I mean, he's got himself – when he was traded to Cleveland, he was a top five receiver, consensus top five receiver. And some for some reason, Baker can't utilize him correctly. So second year in the system is the big year for guys. So uh, I'm hoping Baker takes that next step and that helps Odell get back into top three fantasy receiver. Odell was just kind of going off before his injury, especially that Dallas game where he just like running the ball and receiving the ball just all around had one of his prime games that there. Classic and, Odell. And started yeah. picking up the pace looking like his old self before you know, injuring himself on a tackle of all things. Yeah. Like the video where he threw in a hundred yard pass. <laughs> <laughs> UCLA's eighty yard field. <laughs> All right, you got one more, right? On to the last one. This one is a huge reach, but it is possible, and that's DJ Chark. He's going to go really late in some drafts, but with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, he could be an absolute monster just because he's got the physical build. He looked great with Minshew and Foles two years ago. He was kind of in a rough offense, kind of like, they were just like the whole coaching staff was weird. The Jaguars were just tanking out of their ass. And Mike Glennon was the quarterback for like six weeks. He could be a monster with Trevor Luke Lawrence. Fulton, too. Yep. Him. He could just be Lutton. really good with T Law. Oh, yeah. Jake, Jake Lutton. Uh, who did, who did I, I just made up a name. <laughs> Luke, Luke Fulton. Luke Fulton. Oh, he's the guy on the, the Jets that Miles Garrett uh, like broke his ankle. <laughs> That's Trevor Simeon. <laughs> no, and Luke Fulton in the same uh, game. Oh, yeah, they're the same guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Chark, I could see 
Not top three, but like top ten. Yeah, the problem is uh, top three. I mean, Char's talented. Uh, They're going to have a solid offense with Trevor. It's just going to be – it's going to be hard to get to the top three. I mean, you got so many great guys. And it's not supposed to be super realistic. These are going to be late-round steals that we're talking about. But uh, definitely look out for a big season from Chark. I mean, if he's able to do it with uh, Minshew, he could do a lot more with Trevor. Yeah, when you said DJ Chark, I felt like the guy in the crowd when in 2K when Anthony Bennett got drafted. (laughs) I did not expect that, but I can definitely see Chark having a, a great season. This Tilo is a gunslinger, so yeah, anyone around to force him. him the ball. Yeah, he's the best receiver on the team. And if they get a uh, Luke Fulton too, <laughs> have a big year. Bringing Luke Fulton. Um. All right. Yeah, so, so receivers. Moving on, uh, we're just gonna be talking about what's going on currently in the NFL with uh, their big three top going to be Carson Wentz trade. Uh, J.J. Watt's destination, and something that I think has kind of uh, gone under the radar is uh, going to be we're going to talk about Russell Wilson's situation. So uh, anyone got any thoughts they want to talk about any three of those topics? Uh, I mean, the Russell Wilson situation is just it's crazy to me. And there's been recent reports where teams have actually been reaching out to Seattle and they've came out. Well, not Seattle, but like the base trade has been like three firsts is what people yep. are looking for. 33% just, of the league. Yeah, just down. the fact that Russell Wilson might be on the move, probably not, most likely not, is just crazy to me. And But I think what Seattle should do is just go out and get an O-lineman like, and just help Russell Wilson because he's done everything for Seattle. Yeah, I agree, definitely. They need to keep their stars happy. And if that means getting an O-line, do what you can, man. So... I don't know, the Seahawks need help in every way, and they don't have a first-round pick. Their defense is starting to fall apart. And, I mean, they have DK and Tyler Lockett. Now they don't have a running back because Carson's leaving. DJ yeah, Dallas think, and Hyde. <laughs> yeah. I think we all agree. Uh, I don't think Wilson's getting traded, right? No, no. no I, there's I no way. I don't see it happening. The, the big problem with um, Wilson is that, or the whole situation, is they have no first-round picks. For two years, Orlando Brown is a great tackle, and someone's going to make a better offer than them because they just don't have much to offer. Right. And Jamal Adams looked like a great trade at the time, and now it's like, and he's still playing good. I mean, I don't, I don't blitz boy like that. No, he's a he's a good player, but I don't like call blitz boy slant boy. I hate all that. But um, they got they they got to do something. I think Orlando Brown would be great, but. Do they have what it takes? They got to give what a second, a third, and then a, maybe a fourth. Like, is that what they're going to have to give up? And they won't have a pick until like the fifth round. So, yeah, Brown will be a great fit there, but it's hard to see them offering more than a lot of teams. Yep. Um, any other thoughts? No, I mean, just let's Russell say, Wilson. let's say yeah. Russell Wilson is on the way out. What does Seattle do at the quarterback? Do you think they'd obviously get a quarterback in return for Russell Wilson, right? Like that, that would have to be a part of Gino the Smith. I, 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 I love with Gina, I guess. Yeah, I think they would. Uh, I think Wilson would be out. I think uh, Jamal Adams would be out, and they would start from the ground up and they'd take their shot in the draft, maybe like two years in a row, how the Cardinals did with Rosen and Kyler. I mean, 
if you lose Wilson, I, that is that is huge. But I don't know. I mean, Pete Carroll's a good coach, so maybe he'd figure it out. I think it's going to take a, it takes a lot to replace a guy like that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. So do you guys want to move into the Carson Wentz trade? Yeah. Let me get let me get the first thoughts about this. Because I have very love... different views on Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First thing I want to say: Carson Wentz was a terrible quarterback last year terrible bottom five and i love carson wentz because that was his first people that was his first bad year the whole i was always a wentz over Dak guy until this year he was terrible Dak was amazing but the thing about wentz is he was broken down philly was terrible and maybe he was part of the problem but him and philly did not match if he wasn't successful it, it, it wasn't good uh i forget who said this but some analyst was talking about the the Super Bowl. Wentz took him to what eleven and one. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe maybe he went like eleven and three, eleven and two. Uh, was in the MVP was going to win MVP. <clears throat> got hurt, and Nick Foles got all the credit. Nick Foles stayed as a or uh, did he go? He went to Jacksonville right after the year, correct? Yeah, because he was a free agent right after. So he just signed. Oh, no, no, he had one more year, didn't he? And then no, he went straight to Jacksonville. No, no, Sam, you're right. After the he Super had, Bowl, he had one one year left with them, and then yeah. he played in the playoffs. Didn't he, he like carry the, them after Wentz got hurt? Yeah. So that happened again. Wentz got hurt. That's crazy. Then Hurts comes in, and he's got another backup that he's got to worry about. He's got no O line. All his receivers, they Deshaun Jackson's back. They got Marquise Goodwin now. Uh, Jalen Rager's there. Deshaun's hurt. Marquise Goodwin opts out. Rager's hurt. It just Alshon too. It used the Alshon, and then uh, Ertz gets hurt mid year. Brandon Brooks, the All Pro guard, their all their best player, he's out for Lane the year. Lane Johnson as well. Lane Johnson gets hurt. He had a uh, at one point. Jason Kelsey was the only starter. Dallas Goddard so too. There's no yeah. I mean, they were Miles Sanders too. I mean, they were destroyed, and there's no excuse for. I mean, playing that poorly. That's on Wentz, but uh. For his talent, like what what we saw through his first, uh, uh, the second, the second, third, and fourth year, the, that Carson Wentz could come back in Indy. They got a strong run game, an O line similar to to the O line he had when uh, at the Eagles' best when they were a top O line in the league. Decent receivers. You'd like to see uh, them bring in someone else. Maybe a Ty might go. I don't think that's a big deal. But you know, if they draft a receiver or trade i mean Ertz could go back to to Ertz could go to the colts and reunite with Wentz. i just think it's a perfect situation back with frank reich and he needed out of philly anywhere else so you guys can go now i just need to get that out how do you think he's gonna do in indianapolis like record prediction what do you uh, think how do you think he's gonna over. perform i i loved indianapolis Oof. i remember i texted ethan we do we do these predictions every year and before before any once was there i just love indianapolis as a team i said prediction indianapolis is the one seed in the afc bold prediction of course but like uh i love them with with uh if they got stafford if they ended up getting Wentz, which they did uh if they got i don't know traded up in the draft i loved indianapolis and i love Wentz too but uh in terms of record i think uh any quarterback is going to do great there and that's why i love Wentz there i think he's going to do great and even more 
All right. So I have always been the exact opposite of Sam here. I have always disliked Wentz as a quarterback and never thought he was all that great. And that that one year that he had that MVP season was just kind of, I don't know. It, it was a great year. He played every, he like put his uh, everything out on the line every game. He just played really well. But I think that kind of, his injury just kind of broke him down, made him more scared to run the ball, I guess. And because he still kept losing O-linemen, got hit so frequently, he was so indecisive with the ball where he wouldn't wait for routes to develop and he would just kind of throw it even if the players weren't open and just hope it like landed in the right spot. But anyways, I think this is a great trade for the Colts just because I feel like any quarterback could have really succeeded there. I feel like if they went out and got a quarterback like Derek Carr or just like like really anybody, it's hard for me to see the Colts not making the playoffs, having like a top three defense and probably the best O-line in football. I feel like anybody could have gone down there and made the playoffs. So I'm not going to say the Colts are going to miss the playoffs. I think they're just going to do exactly what happened with the team last year. Carson Wentz is going to throw a decent amount of picks, just like Phillip Rivers, and they're probably going to be a first-round exit. But I can't say they're going to miss the playoffs. But I don't think Wentz will be special, but I don't think he'll be bad. Just average quarterback. In my Here's... opinion, I, I got to say this, I think this might be the biggest mistake in Eagles franchise history. Wow. There's a lot of mistakes. This one is it's, it's too much to live up to. Trading a quarterback that's brought you an MVP caliber season, I think he can do it again, even with these injuries. I, I don't know. Roseman's a bad GM. He should have been the one gone, not Peterson. I still think Peterson's a good coach. I, it's not, not Wentz's fault, not Peterson's fault. It's all Roseman. He, he's been called, Carson Wentz got called a cancer in the locker room because of playing badly. He's a, he's a great guy. You see how like, he already talked to some of his teammates on the Colts. Um, yeah. And some of the, the New Eagles head coach even thought that Carson Wentz couldn't handle tough coaching apparently that's like a report that came out that's why they got rid of him i don't know that's it's too much trade one of that like a guy that of carson Wentz's caliber potential like i don't know you can't do that yeah Even and with I that think, contract too like you have to pay all that off yeah i definitely think uh the market was just not what they wanted they would i mean they, they potentially i think they're gonna end up getting a first round pick uh, I mean, he's got to play 70% of the snaps, assuming. I, I mean, knowing they're not going to re-sign Brissett, um, they'll, they'll get a first-round pick in, in return. But, like, they did not get what they wanted to. They were shopping for uh, – was it two first-round picks at first? And then they lowered to – They wanted offer? Stafford trade value, which is just is completely unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, uh, but they, def- they definitely uh, were looking for more. So it was – I, I agree with you, Matt, but in terms of like it was a mistake, I, I don't know if uh, he had to go. It was, yeah, I don't know dinner. if they could have. It was a ham steak. All right. um, I get he had to go, but and I get the market was thin at the time. But I would have, I would have just at least tried, tried one more year, maybe see how things work out and. If it didn't, if it got to the point where he just didn't want to be there anymore, 
Because he was showing signs, I guess he was willing to. But I don't know. I guess the new coach didn't like him and things just weren't there. Yeah. Uh, it's really, that's all I can say. What were the what was the Colts' record again last year? Eleven and five, right? Yeah, it's eleven and five. All right, I'm gonna say ten and six. I think Carson. Do you Wentz think they take us back? Game away. Yeah, I think Wentz. Wow. Uh, I think he's done exactly what Philip Rivers does, but he throws more picks. That's it. He's he's broken mentally. I'm keeping honest with you. I don't know. I I agree. I think uh, I think a couple weeks ago he was. I think he's good. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man. Right. Once he snaps the football and people start running towards him, bro, he does not have the same mentality he used to. Prince Harry's got it. I trust him. Yeah, Prince Harry. I trust Prince Harry. Uh, never been on the Carson Wentz trade, and I'm not going to hop on now. But like I said, it's hard for a quarterback not to succeed in that system. The yeah. pity, so. pity Wentz combo is going to be lethal in the future. Pit, uh, They're Michael already Pittman? off to a bad start, yeah. yeah. Pittman yeah, won't nah. give him his jersey number. They'll be ten and eleven. Wentz will go be nah, ten. Wentz is rocking number one. Number one, Wentz, or take a uh, number two for Jalen Hurts. Imagine. <laughs> um, All right, let's I, segue yeah, into the the JJ, JJ release. Anyone got their first thoughts? The landing that? spots for JJ. Uh, top of the list for me, it's Green Bay. I think mm. Wisconsin is his home. He lives there and loves it there. And I think Green Bay is like a J.J. Watt away from winning an NFC championship and being in the Super Bowl. I don't know what's love. We're, we're cursed. <laughs> it's, it's tradition. Yeah, but I would love to see J.J. here. Just the cap. Uh, Hit will take for the next couple of years is crazy. I don't, I really, I don't know as a Packers fan. I'm pretty like both ways. I don't know if it's worth the money. I don't know if uh, we desperately need him to win the NFC championship, which we've uh, been so close to winning for years. I mean, uh, it's definitely a top destination, but just since I'm a fan and I, I, I just got there's I I overanalyze the situation. I think I think when you think about it simply, JJ is good for anything. I think there's like so many places he could go. Like Hopkins wants him in Arizona. That even makes sense. Him and Chandler Jones off the edge would be lethal. And then like Chicago makes sense. There's just so many places that work. You know where I'd love to see him? I'd love to see him in Pittsburgh. I want to see all three Watt brothers play together. That would just be an awesome. That'd be, that'd be awesome, yeah. Uh, JJ and – imagine JJ and um, – what's the other one's name? Uh, TJ. TJ, yeah. Just imagine both of them rushing off the edge and seeing them. I would be scared as a quarterback. With Cam Hayward and Tuit, I mean, that'd be – Yeah, that's lethal. Yeah, that'd be one of the best. That'd be uh, – Top two, top three defense in the league easily. Um, my favorite landing spot for JJ is uh, Buffalo. I really oh, like uh, Buffalo. They have Stephon Diggs on a big contract, and they have Tredavious White. Tremaine Edmonds is on his rookie deal. Josh Allen's on his rookie deal. I mean, they're both going to get extensions soon. Milano is leaving, so uh, he said he wants out. So. Um, they won't have to pay him. I mean, 
I, I really think JJ will help them uh, in a big way, just like um, how, hmm, kind of how, how the Bucks added Antonio Brown. Like, it, he wasn't necessary. It wasn't like, oh, he fills this gap. But it's just that much better for an already great defense, an already great team, and it was so close to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got the cap space. Why not, right? I think yeah, a team sure. where that could use him the most and that he'd make the biggest impact on would be the Titans. They were like the worst pass rushing team in the league last year, and J.J. fits their needs almost exactly. Yeah, they, t- like Mike mm-hmm. Fable, they're, they're pass like J.J. is just a great fit there. I think that's where he would play the best and be yeah. used to the best. But I don't again, know he could just ring chase and go to Tampa. Hopefully yeah, did you see him in the, the playoff game against Lamar? They can barely get to him, and no one's nearly as fast enough to catch Lamar, but still, come on. Yeah, Put they got to get him. Make him make bad throws. Yeah, that was definitely the weakest out of all the playoff teams, besides from the Bears' offense. I think the Titans' pass rush was the, the weakest spot in the entire playoffs. Mm. Agreed, yeah. They definitely need... To make some changes. And like was Clowney out like the entire season? He played the Clowney, first eight games yeah. with didn't get a sack and then missed the rest of the year. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. It was a terrible uh Clown Clowney is not that good. And he's Isaiah Wilson crazy. saying he's not playing for the Titans again. Like I don't know. Is that organization like crumbling? Yeah. I mean he it. immediately deleted the tweet afterwards, but yeah, I don't know. He might be the problem there. He kind of played four snaps. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, <laughs> I, JJ would be great for that organization, though. Yeah. Um. I. Are we all good? Yeah. yeah. Do you want anyone got any last thing they want to say? I'm fine with moving to NBA if you guys want. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Let's all right. Wrap it up. Uh, anything? Any thoughts about what are we talking about? All stars. Uh, yeah, Ethan, you want to start it out? Old Crisp, take it away. So we could talk about right now uh, Anthony Davis's injury and how it affects the Lakers. I mean, I'm currently just watching the the Wizards game, and they're about to lose to the sorry Washington Wizards. And <laughs> and the game's still going on. Yeah, I mean, they just went to OT, uh, but. Them missing AD is just huge. They they are only good when LeBron is on the court. It shows. Like the role players just are, really aren't stepping up. I mean, they're missing Dennis Schroeder to COVID as well, so they just don't have a ball handler. But I think this is going to force them to go out and get a big man and to try to compensate over the next month and then to rotate in because Marcus All is just so terribly bad at defense. And some candidates would be like Drummond and Blake Griffin. Yeah, something uh, I just been thinking of is so the Lakers going into this year signed Schroeder, signed uh, Trez. They got AD on. Like this is looking like a great team. Now AD goes down, Schroeder isn't playing, and is it is this team any better than uh, like the crappy uh, Cavaliers got swept by the Warriors? Like no, not without those two players. Without those two guys, it's really not. And now they're in the West, so. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. hopefully LeBron can carry this team until AD comes back. 
Yeah, LeBron's running out of gas. He's too old to carry like these these I don't know, I wouldn't call them bums, but they're not the only player that really can is stepping up is Trez right now. Everybody else is just kind of falling short. Caruso. Getting those Caruso's hustling hard, but he just cannot score. But yeah, I feel like they're gonna be forced to make a trade. They'll be fine once Anthony Davis comes back and they get the system going, but Right now, on, it's just a bad place. On the topic of the Wizards, they just won five straight if they beat the Lakers tonight. Are they finally yeah. coming together? Like, I don't know. They push it for the eighth seed in the, the East, and possibly. Do they, do they still trade Beal? If no, they, uh... Beal does not want out. He wants to build around. They want him to stay, and Beal wants to be the guy there in Washington. Yeah, yeah. and also... I like uh, that. Hopefully, Westbrook... Uh, is 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 back for because it, it sucks to see him what he's kind of become. Looks he missed like a lot bad. of games to a quad injury, but he's just been feasting recently. We got a triple just, double the other he's night. Thirty two tonight. Yeah, he's playing really well recently. Yeah, if hopefully they can keep this up. He gets too much uh, not, in my opinion. Not too well though. The Knicks still need that uh, <laughs> and playoffs. Yeah, Knicks are only one game behind the Celtics, or a half game. Wow, yeah. I mean, that's like a combination. Combinations of the Knicks being good and the Celtics being bad. Celtics are so disappointing so far. So are the Nuggets, both teams. We've also been stricken by COVID. But, yeah, Washington just beat the Lakers. It's five straight now. Wow. Jeez. LeBron, 31, 9, and 13, one off a triple-double. But, Damn. you know, that's crazy. How do you guys feel about the Celtics as uh, Celtics fans? I miss the old Celtics. I miss IT. I miss the days where I can actually enjoy watching Celtics basketball. Just, it's just not the same anymore. Yeah, everyone loved the IT era. It was, that was such a fun team to watch. Just like. A bunch of guys that were like, uh, it was a start that that season. I mean, he was close to an MVP, but you know they weren't a bunch of huge names, and it it was fun to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a a problem with today's Celtics. I think we're just off to a rough start, and I think we're just one piece away, and that's it. Just one piece. May that piece be Blake Griffin. It has to be a power forward. And we've been missing Marcus Smart. I mean, right now we're running two centers in the starting lineup. Jason Tatum says he's been feeling extreme fatigue because he's coming off of having COVID. Jalen Brown's been playing out of his mind. And Kemba's been disappointing this year for sure. I think we'll pick it up, though. I think it's definitely coming. And trade deadline will be huge for us for sure. White Mamba Tice and um, Time Lord aren't enough right now. So (laughs) we need... We need help on the boards. We need help. And Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, like his out age there is showing, man. Playing like he doesn't know what he's, what's going on. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't understand. And bullied by Zion, selling the whole game. But he's, he's it, just a tall guy standing out there. It's not like he's like helping the team in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see them turning it around. It's hard to. I mean, they're now they're a half a game back um, from the four seed. So. I mean, they're not, uh, you know, 
they're not falling apart completely, but it, they do not look like a contender at all. Mm-mm. Like Danny Ainge said, they're not good enough to comp- like they're not a championship team. And yeah, I believe have a that. good deadline. That's it. That's all it comes down to. Who's someone um, you think that would? Uh, you think Blake Griffin would change well, it? We just need someone at the power forward, a true, true power forward. That's all it is. We also yeah. need smart back. That that was yeah. a big blow. Yeah, he's huge defensively, and he's supposed to come after, come back after All Star break. So that's that's good. Yeah, maybe we'll be a better second half team, but we definitely need a big man for sure. Yeah, I mean Zion just had his way. <laughs> so second half Zion. As a Knicks fan, yeah. Sam, how do you feel about their rise to you know, being in the top eight, playing well I with love... Thibodeau? It's so fun to see the guys that we have. It's like they're not – we don't have a star. I mean, Randall, we have an all-star. We have an all-star. We have Julius Randall. But, you know, we don't have a superstar. And I think that's so cool that when you look at – let's look at the East, the top uh, seven. You've got Embiid and Simmons on the on the Sixers. And that's, you know, all those stars. The Bucks, Giannis, Celtics have Tatum. And then, you know, you got the Raptors, the Pacers, it's a bonus. But then you got the Knicks. And it's like a bunch of, like, guys that just you play hard defense. Like, it, we're literally like a, like one of those teams that you just add, like, a rec basketball team that <laughs> you, you know, that tries really hard. I think it's super cool. It's, like, kind of reminds me of, uh, we're not that good, but uh, Atlanta with uh, Teague yeah. and Horford. That yeah, team yeah. Just, Tim Hardaway, that team, yeah. I saw Joe. Yeah. Yeah, where Josh everyone Smith. just played their part. That was a fun team, uh, the Hawks team. Yeah, the, the Hawks were fun to watch. Yeah, so, I mean, I love the Knicks. I love Randall. We're super inconsistent uh, across the board from RJ to quickly to then. It's, it's hard to stay consistent without a, a guy you can rely on every night to just, like, like Randall's been great, but, like, you need, like, a Zach Levine or something, like someone you can yeah. trust to have the ball yeah. in their hands. How do you, how do you feel about... Um, Alfred Payton's burner account. That has to be fake. There's <laughs> he can't be that he can't be that stupid. <laughs> there is no way, Ethan. Have you seen that? I have not. It's like <laughs> the account that's like they tweeted. They're like, I always have work during the Knicks games, so that so they don't tweet during the Knicks games. But they every time they do tweet or, or comment on Instagram or something, it's all like defending Alfred Payton. <laughs> And every time Peyton has a good game, it's like this is classic Peyton. <laughs> but it's got to be a troll. There's like he he. Uh, I can't imagine he's that dumb. Even so, like I love quickly, but wouldn't it be better if quickly and Peyton split split time and shared the court together? <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, I mean, if it is, I I can't. It's not him. No way. Great that the Fizdale era was so short, and that they brought in a an experienced head coach like Tibbs. Fizdale yeah. changed the culture. <laughs> it was a, that was an atrocious year with Fizdale. Uh, Derek with, Fisher, uh, Fizdale. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, Charles Oakley getting kicked out of MSG. Spike Lee. Yeah, I that was oh, such oh, a tough year. Oakley was that was that two years ago? Uh, uh, yes, I, but, yeah, but Spike, Spike, but Spike Lee was Lee last year. Was last year. That was just <laughs> insane. Kicked out of like the employee section. Oh my Fizdale, gosh. oh my god, that's <laughs> it was awful. Can't get worse. Than had no respect for Fizdale. That was a terrible team. Oh my gosh. No, you can't and get then, worse than Fisher. 
<laughs> Fisher was a coach. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I looked up, look up Derek Fisher, the first pitcher. You seen his jump shot? Yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's gross. Tremendous. Um, yeah. So, so uh, speaking could, of. Uh, you, you go ahead, no. uh, Speaking of Julius Randle, all stars. Tornado about. emoji fueled him. It did. did the tornado emoji. Uh, but uh, and like the little spins in his comments. Uh, do you guys even think the All Star Game should happen? No. Should like LeBron said, I agree with LeBron. No matter what, he's the world. He's the voice for all sports, in my opinion. So whatever LeBron says goes. Yeah, it's not even just LeBron. Like players like Giannis like agree with him and stuff. Yeah, De'Aaron it's Fox. Just... We like. There's been plenty of COVID outbreaks, but we've gotten through the season fine. I don't think there's a reason to bring everybody together and try to force this thing that players don't want to do. But like, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I'm happy like to watch it and see the dunk contest and three point contest. Yeah, it's gonna be different with no fans, no uh, like fan like J Cole coming onto the court and all the celebrities. Yeah. It's a, such a fun weekend. It kind of sucks, but... I mean, it's better for the NBA world. It's, everyone's, like, peaceful time. Just like football, we need it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, it would be it would be nice, but I don't think it's worth it. Uh, I think I'll settle for a real season. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I'd rather not risk anything. Disease-free season. I mean, yeah, what happens if there's a COVID outbreak? Then all the all-stars, all exactly. the best players, all They're the gonna best players. are going to have to do what they did last time, just take like a two-month break. Yeah. Call up Yuto Watanabe, and Anthony Edwards is going to dunk on him again. <laughs> that was amazing. You see what Edwards said? He was like, he was all right. Yeah, and coincidentally, <laughs> two days later, the NBA is all of a sudden it's like celebrating this whole like Chinese <laughs> culture. <laughs> we, we, we stand against... Uh, Racism against Asians and all the comments were about Anthony but, Edwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? Why did he jump? Just, just let him have the dunk. Was, yeah, I get you're like a G League player trying to make a name for yourself, but like, come on, he did make a name right, for himself. Yeah, yeah I know that's not the right way. Uh, oh my gosh, that was a monster. That had to be dunk. I think that's dunk of the year. I don't see anything topping that. You know the average height of an Asian. Basketball player in the NBA is 6'11". Because Xiao Ming brings it up by... Uh, what is it? Is it just Lennon? I'm sure there's more. He's like 7-something. It's got to be... Lin. Yeah, Jeremy Lin, Yao Ming. Those are the only two I can think of. Yuta uh, I mean... Watanabe. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Zhao Qi. That dude was a monster. Zhao Qi on the Rockets. Oh, my God. Yeah, that dude was a monster. <laughs> but Yao definitely brings the height up to the average height. Yeah. You know, I made a, an, a Jeremy Lin moments card in 2K. I love Jeremy Lin. Insanity. I want his jersey. on the G League Warriors team. It's kind of disrespectful. He got his ring, though. Yeah, true. true. The Raptors. Uh, he's yeah. such a cool guy. Um, yes. How long ago was Lin Sanity? Was that like 20, 2011? Make sure you guys tune in next time. Uh, we're going to do another pick six. We all choose different categories. Top six of anything we think of. More March Madness, NFL offseason, NFL draft, NBA, 
MVP race, all that. Uh, tune in.